As part of the conversation on National Sorry Day, we wanted to share a replay of a past episode called The Problem We All Live With. My name's Joy Lara and I'm a proud Wiradjuri and Kamilari girl. I would like to acknowledge the Gadigal people who are the traditional custodians of the land on which we stand and one of the 29 clans of the Euro Nation which is bordered by the Hawkesbury River to the north and the Peen River to the west and the Georges River to the south. I would also like to pay my respects to the elders past, present and emerging. Grow Your Mind podcast, a show where kids teach kids how to take care of their mental health and learn ways to be resilient. But for now, let's kick it off with... Boggle your your brain. The next time you have an ice cream headache or brain freeze, make sure you thank your brain. While this may be a slightly uncomfortable feeling, it's the brain's effort to save you from freezing to death. Your brain quickly increases your blood pressure as an attempt to tell you to slow down or take it easy. Whoa! Who would have thought ice cream eating could be so dangerous? This episode you'll hear what kids know and think about prejudice, respect and empathy. We have a tale that was thousands of years in the making. It's an Aboriginal Dreamtime story about listening called Silly Birds. And a special shout out to the students at Gawara School for being part of this episode. This is stressing me out. Why can't everyone just be treated the same way? Why do we judge people by the colour of their skin? Yeah, what's happening in America is outrageous. It's not just happening in America, guys. You know it happens everywhere in the world, right? Especially here in Australia. Yeah, totally. I'm Australian Chinese and I get teased about my accent. And then people always go, hey, it was just a joke. Racism exists in Australia, for sure. Here, in the lucky country? But Australia is incredible. We're a multicultural society and our Indigenous and Torres Strait Islander people are part of the oldest culture in the world. Yeah, but on average, Indigenous people of Australia are dying 10 years younger than the rest of the Australian population. Aboriginal people make up only 3% of the population and yet a third of Australia's prison population. When I hear about this injustice, it really upsets and stresses me. It's like my amygdala. You know, the guard dog. Goes on high alert and it feels like I can't remember anything or think straight. What can I do about it? I think the answer is simple. We need to treat other people like the way we'd like to be treated. Racism needs to stop. Like everywhere. I'm not a racist and no one else should be either. I hereby ban racism. Mm, I don't buy it. What? Surely you, of all people, would agree with me on this. Why me, of all people? You mean because I'm not white? Oh, jeez, sorry. Was that racist? I didn't mean for that to sound racist. I'm totally not racist. You know, I think it's less about saying you're not racist, but all of us, black, brown and white, being anti-racist. I can be anti-racist. Hey, I'm embarrassed to say, but I don't know what that means. And you know, through this Black Lives Matter movement, I keep worrying I'm going to say the wrong thing and offend someone. I know what you mean, 
but I think it's better to say something rather than say nothing. And I heard a good way to explain all this. Treat racism the same way you treat COVID-19. What? Wash my hands of it and never leave the house? Ha ha. Not really. What I mean is treat racism like COVID-19. One, assume you have it. Two, don't spread it. Three, be willing to change your life to end it. And four, listen to the experts about it. Easy. I don't have it, so therefore I can't spread it. And I'd definitely be okay to take two months off school again if it helps rid the world of racism. Look, this is pretty awkward for me to say, but I reckon you do actually have it. In fact, we all have it a bit. But that doesn't mean we always have to have it. And there are things you can do right now to help fight racism. The first step is to be curious and be a good listener. Notice when you're unsure of someone and ask yourself why you might be feeling that way. We've talked about this in other episodes. Our guard dog is great at keeping us safe, but it gets it wrong sometimes. And when we meet someone who looks different to us, our guard dog might treat them as a threat. That's why we need curiosity to wake up our wise owl so that our prefrontal cortex is making good decisions and we can be open to learning something new. Well then, I'm super curious about number three on your list. Be willing to change your life to end racism? (gasps) What exactly do I have to change? What I'm going to say might sound like small stuff, but it can have a massive ripple effect. I think it's about doing a lot of the things we have been talking about in the previous episodes, like showing kindness being of benefit, choosing healthy friendships and having courage. Because it will take courage not to laugh if a friend makes a joke about someone else's skin colour. It's probably going to feel scary, but after all, that is what true courage is. And remember the whole episode on embracing stuff-ups? We're going to get this wrong sometimes, but getting it wrong means we're at least trying. I actually think if we listen more, ask questions and speak a little less and maybe a start. To me, being anti-racist sounds a lot like trying to be a better human. I reckon I can do that. That leaves number four. Listen to the experts. Well, this episode, we're heading to a small Aboriginal school called Gawara to hear what their students think about these big issues. Let's take it to the experts. What's your language group? My name is Joy Lara and I'm a proud Wiradjuri and Kamilaray girl. My name is Josh and I am a proud Wiradjuri boy. Hi, my name is Jalira and I'm a proud Gamoroi and Yuralaray girl. I'm Peter and I'm a Badi, Jabba Jabba, Tiwi and Arabana boy. My name is Jaden and I'm a proud Gamilaroi and Wiradjuri girl. What's your favourite word from your language group? My favourite Gamilaroi word is Amalios because it means friends. My favourite Wiradjuri word is Marangarin and it means good morning. My favourite word is Yinjamara because it means respect, be kind, be polite. This sentence is from the Tiwi Islands. Awana Mamanta, Nia Yentanga, Pita Amatia, Nia Marakapuni, Tiwi Islands. It says, hello friends, my name is Peter and I'm from the Tiwi Islands. What's your totem? My totem is an owl, jungle fowl and a blue burn fish. My totem animal is a guana. 
My totem is an emu and a goanna. My totem is a goanna. My totem is an emu and a long neck turtle. My totem is a emu and a goanna. What is something that someone may find surprising about Aboriginal culture? Not all Aboriginal people have black skin. There's like tons of things where you eat, not just kangaroo and wallaby and stuff. Something that someone might find interesting is that Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures have been alive for over 80,000 years. What does racism mean to you? That people aren't listening to your voice and not respecting you for who you are. To me, racism means someone that is judging you by the colour of your skin or the way you look. Racism to me is if um, you're looking at someone and you don't want to be friends with them because to you they look different. Racism to me is when someone judges you before they get to know you and know what you're going through. Racism to me is also judging a book by its cover before reading it. What does respect feel like? Being in Jamara because you're being kind, gentle, honourable and proud. To me it feels exquisite because I feel like I have someone to talk to and have someone to um, uh, like share my feelings with. Respect means to me to tell your stories and be heard by other people and not just your close friends and family and to share our voices. That you're getting treated equal to other people so they're not judging you by like your voice and you know, what colour skin you have. When someone's listening to you and they're showing you what the way they, they want to be treated that people are listening to what you have to say to your voice and what um, everything means to you. Respect feels like to me that people are treating you um, with honour and kindness. Who's your hero? My heroes are my mum, my dad and my auntie June. My heroes are my mum, my auntie Kirwan, Jolara and Jessica Mowboy. My hero is my nan and my friends. My inspiration is my mum, my nan and my friends. My hero is my family and an actor called Ewan McGregor. My inspiration is my mum, my auntie Femi, my friends and the teachers. What do you want to be when you grow up? When I grow up, I want to be a marine biologist. I want to be um, a cultural dance teacher. When I grow up, I want to be a footy player. I would either like to be a doctor or a teacher. When I grow up, I would like to have a job as a police officer. When I grow up, I would like to be a famous basketball player and a vet. What is one wish you have for the world today? My one wish for the world is to stop racism and stop this pandemic. My one wish is to get rid of the coronavirus. My one wish for the world would have to be to get along with each other. For this whole global pandemic to stop. My one wish for the world is that people will start understanding how other people feel and have empathy towards them. My wish for the world is to stop making fun of people's skin and just make friends. What's your favourite food in the world? My favourite food is schnitzel. My favourite food is... 
fried rice or chicken parmigiana. Pinyama, and it's a big red apple with a massive seed on the inside. It's found in the Tiwi Islands. My favourite food is some fish and chips. My favourite food um, is sausage curry, chicken chips and lemon. My favourite food is something called yuli worm. Yeah, you find it in mangrove trees. Hawaiian pizza. Thanks to the experts for those interesting ideas. Now it's time for a story from the animals. But get this, this story takes place in someone's brain. Animals, are you there? Elephant, wise owl, sifting sooty, this feels really big and important. I could really use your help right now. Am I afraid of people who look different to me? How do I be the opposite? How do I be anti-racist? You know what would help? Some inspiring stories about how other people have been courageous and kind. You know, people who've changed the way they see the world so it would make a difference for others. Hmm. Elephant, can you recall any powerful and inspiring stories? Just give me a moment while I bring up the Courageous People file. That's reassuring. This file seems to be quite full. There's Nelson Mandela, who was a social rights activist and the first black president of South Africa. There's also Nina Simone, an incredibly talented musician. Or there's also Shirley Smith, better known as Mum Shell. She was a proud Wiradjuri woman, a social worker and humanitarian. Elephant, stop please. Most of these stories are about adults who've done such big, amazing things. It even took a lifetime for some of them. How do I start? Why don't we start with a story from the awesome Gawara kids. Here's a Dreamtime story from them about listening. Silly Birds, written and illustrated by Greg Dryce, an Indigenous author. Way back before Once Upon a Time time, there was the Dreaming Time. And during this time, there was Malian. Malian was an eagle and his parents were extremely proud of him. Malian always looked and listened and rarely spoke. His parents told him that speaking too much was only for silly birds. He didn't want to be a Womba Thagara. So Malian learnt to listen and how to see things a long way away. As Malian got older, he became well respected until he met Wagan. Wagan was a Womba Thigara, a silly bird. He never looked nor listened. He was always running around knocking things over. Sometimes he even knocked over the elders, the wise ones. Wagan was always talking and usually about himself. He bragged that he was the best. Wagen told the elders that he was faster than them whenever they tried to talk to him. He didn't listen. Instead, he would say, Why do I need to listen to you, old birds? I'm stronger, faster and smarter than you. The elders just shook their heads. Many tried to talk to him, but he didn't listen. Soon, most of the birds gave up on Wagen, but Malian didn't. Malian thought he was fun. Malian and Wagen began to sing together. They didn't sing the old songs the olders had taught them, but new songs they made up themselves. Silly songs that poked fun at others. All too soon, Malian began to follow Wagen everywhere. 
All too soon, Molion forgot to look and listen, and just like Wagen, he started to talk too much. The elders were concerned. Other young birds joined Malian and Wagen. Soon there were lots of silly birds, with lots of Wombathagaras. Things that always went right began to go wrong. The Wombathagaras began to throw their rubbish into the billabong. Before long, the water became too polluted to drink. The silly birds began to eat too much food. Food became harder and harder to find. Malian's once proud parents lost sleep. The pride they had in their son began to shrink, each night with the sun setting. They shook their worried heads at him, and Malian began to feel bad. Malian's heart ached. His kind heart knew he had to make a change. Malian flew to the elders for advice, and they were glad to help. They kept saying to Malian, It's hard to soar like an eagle when you're surrounded by turkeys. Malian tried to tell Wagen and the others, but they were too busy talking to listen to him. Malian remembered that he didn't need to talk. His power was in his ability to see and hear things from a long way away. Malian's power was in his ability to look and listen. Soon Malian grew in strength. He became a wonderful hunter and a wise leader. He passed on the wisdom of the elders to the younger birds and luckily they listened to him. Malian was once again a proud eagle. The birds looked and listened and cleaned up their billabong. They practiced their old songs and dance and looked after their country. Together they worked to build for the future. All except Wagen. Wagen lost his ability to fly high. He became selfish. He didn't realize he was lonely and had no friends. He still scratched around in his own world. Today, all turkeys scratch around on the ground trying to find seeds, small plants and fallen berries. They can fly, but not very well. Now the eagles remind their children of, about the story of Malian. Children are reminded to always look and listen before speaking, to always respect their elders' knowledge and experience, to only take what you need and never be too greedy, and to always choose your friends wisely because it is hard to soar like an eagle when you're surrounded by turkeys. I want to be more like an eagle. Animals, can you help me lock in the meaning of that Dreamtime story? Why is out here? I believe that the moral of the story is to listen more and speak less. Sifting Sooty, do you have anything else to add? Just blocking out a few distractions. Ah, that's much better. From my point of view, that story was about focusing on surrounding yourself with good friendships and being respectful. Elephant, can you please lock that in? All over it. Just making a note that there is great power in looking and listening. Guard dog. A final comment from you? I always feel more calm after a story. I like to add that it's good to remember you have two ears and only one mouth. So get busy listening over and out. Thanks for listening. You can find heaps more of our episodes wherever you listen to good podcasts. And don't forget to go to goyourmind.life to download the free colouring in sheets that go with each episode. Keep listening, we've got more episodes coming soon.